You are now listening to the Sons of the Quarantine. Coronavirus! Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Sons of the Quarantine. Three guys who came together, uh, been chopping it up all quarantine. Said, hey, we've been having these million dollar conversations. Why not put it out for the world to hear our opinions? Everybody else does, right? Why not us? You know, always bet on you. Uh, I'm Frank. And uh, I got my boys out here. Uh, Webb, say what's up. What's going on? My man, Brian. What's going on, everybody? Uh, so, yeah, we came together today. We were like, man, let, let's talk about some things, man. You know, um, first of all, you know, we've all been having some candid conversations about what's going on. I think this is what, what we're doing right now. Shit, 322. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about how it feels. <laughs> it is how it feels. Must have been like two two months, right? Yeah, two months. I think all of March, all of April. You know what's crazy? I went to the I went to the store and my kids wanted mozzarella sticks, right? So I went to the pizzeria, like, you know, I'm gonna get them some first of all, I've been using DoorDash, which has been uh heaven sent the last ever since it started. I never had DoorDash before one. Two, ordering anything and everything under the sun to get it delivered at your door um has been great. But you know, the fees hit you over the head after you do so much. But so we went to the, they wanted some mozzarella sticks from the pizzeria. So I was like, you know, cool. I pick them up real quick, called 20 minutes ahead. I went in there, it was 50 people standing six feet apart from each other. I'm like, what the heck? And the guy came to me and was like, you know, you know, it's Friday. I was like, ain't nobody working. It ain't no, no real Friday. You know, ain't no true to the game Friday. You know, it's just another day, but kind of put in perspective like man this stuff is just it's crazy yeah we'll try try going to the grocery store <laughs> i was at the grocery store today and i was telling you earlier Derek, walking through the grocery store you can't even grab a cart without somebody wiping it down then you got a police officer standing right there staring at you making sure you know you ain't touching anything or breathing on anything like you're not supposed to it's just great crazy times i i'm, I'm over it i'm frustrated with it uh, you know, they got the they got police there now. Yeah, when you walk into the when you walk into the grocery store now, at least the grocery store close to home. I won't. I won't. When you when you you got to stand in the line outside, six feet apart from the person in front of you. There's thirty people deep outside, all on their phones, just waiting for them to be called to go into the store. Then when you go into the store, the cops standing right there, to where he makes sure that you touch one cart, one cart only, and then you go into the store. So I'm thinking, like, what is this? You know, like, you can't even grocery shop anymore. I mean, listen, I'm all about being safety. Don't get it twisted. I think it's very important. But now you're holding me up from going grocery shopping, man. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, it's it's uh, it's got to end, and it's got to end fast. I mean, like I said. I, I, I think that's the, the most stressful thing out of everything is grocery shopping. Well, I mean, it is. Well, again, went went into another store today, close to your home, and you got to follow the arrows on the floor, of <laughs> of which direction you can go up, up and down. This lady yelled at me in the damn mustard aisle because I was going the wrong way. Okay. So, 
I, I didn't even get upset because I knew it was close to your home, and that's where everybody's pretty much bougie anyway. So I was just, <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't even get mad at the lady. I said yes, man. That's facts. I said yes. Hey, hey, don't, hey, don't come up too far north, yeah. brother. Don't that's come too far. North. You know they got them turns live up here. That's where they. That's where they um. That's where they hibernate, man. Don't don't poke the currents, man. Well, if you were still living up the Beltway a little bit, and I went up there and did that, nobody wouldn't give a shit. But now it's you're over here and whatever this is, I. Sorry, miss. I missed the arrow. My, I'm sorry about that. Can I just get my money? You know what's funny? I got, a, I got one better for you. So I've been I've been dreading going to the grocery store so bad. I went to the grocery store at three o'clock in the morning on the 24 <laughs> hour steak phase. Yes. To avoid it, right? To do what I want to do, freestyle. So <laughs> I'm going to the store thinking I'm the only one in there. It's me and the stock, right? I'm coming down the wrong, wrong way in the aisle. I didn't know. I didn't look down because I didn't care. I didn't think anybody would care either. So the woman's looking at me. You know, she's stalking. She stops and look at me. I'm like, oh, I got my mask on. I'm good. So I keep walking, doing my thing. She keeps looking at me. I'm like, so I say, hello, ma'am. How you doing? You know, somebody look at you so so hard. You got to say hello to them. <laughs> so came down the wrong the wrong way. I'm like, ain't nobody in the store. Right. I'm done with it, man. I went to the car. I got a hello fresh package. By the way, hello fresh. Exactly. No, but we'll take that sponsorship if they want to. <laughs> I know, right? You 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 throwing out you throwing out some like, fresh kind of get an endorsement deal. <laughs> That's it. Hello fresh is the truth, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen, it's funny you say that about the grocery store because way back when all this first happened, and um I, I tried to pull off the same thing. It wasn't quite that early in the morning. It was about 6 a.m. when the store first opened. And I tried to do the same thing. It was a ghost town. The only people in there were the people that were working. So I'm walking down the aisle. This wasn't a grocery store that had arrows on the floor. This was a store where they had certain aisles blocked off. I did not know that. Like when you put something in front of the aisle, you know, and it's got random Tootsie Pops in it and shit like that. I'm thinking that's for sale or people can buy them or whatever. So all I did is I just kind of walked past it. The lady, the lady come running down the aisle and she's like, you you can't do that. I said, what do you mean I can't do that? She goes, you're going the wrong way. I said, man, we're the only two people in here. And she she was like, listen, you got to go the right way. I'm watching you on camera. <laughs> so I said, look, man, you're right. This all goes back to the grocery shopping is the horror, is the horror show right now, no matter where you go. There's no meats. Yeah. There's no meats to buy. You know, you can't even, I mean, it's, bread. I mean, there is now, I did see today there is toilet paper and paper towels, you know. Hey, I'm going to give a shout out to somebody to, to one to somebody, man. You know, the only place that has consistently had toilet paper and, and, and toilet paper and um and um paper towels it, that I actually work, you know, go ahead. work for as a uh, as a youth man shop right, man. I don't know how they doing. So, so, <laughs> so listen, I, I don't know who they put the knife to, since, but they, they stopped. Since you put the name out there, I tried to leave the bougie grocery store alone. So that's the grocery store I went to today with, with the arrows and everything else under the sun. But I will, I will agree with you. I, that's where I saw so much toilet paper, 
paper towels. They got everything, yeah. man. I'm like, I'm like, they might be the mob affiliated. I said, everybody else butt naked. Everybody else is butt naked, but that place, that place yeah. has so much. I think they was giving away toilet, away, uh, toilet paper giveaways, yeah. man. I, 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 think, like, I think people are using this opportunity, right, because they got the time to, like, actually go to the more, like you said, the more uppy, the Wegmans, the Whole Foods, everybody trying to get their city on so they got time to do it, right? So they're leaving the, the shop rights and the Aldi's alone, right? Uh, so oh, you think so? Too- oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, because yeah, Wegmans was one of the first ones that got ran. Well, through. I'm gonna say, yeah, well, well Wegmans is the one you got to stand outside in line for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like when I rolled, like when I rolled up there, like this morning, I saw that line. No, nah, I did it before, and the line wasn't that bad. Now people will stand outside there, like they're giving away free turkeys. They will stand there like morons. When you could drive right down the street. You know what you got? Giant, all these. Then, then you got shot right. You could hit all of them, but people love their Wegmans. Brian don't love their Wegmans. I only like Wegmans for the candy aisle. That's it. So, I I, I enjoy me. Some, I feel good when I go. You see that little, That's what it is. That's what it is. You feel good when you go to Wegmans. That's what it's a, it's a social. Yeah, but Wegmans. you don't feel good when you go to the go to the counter and you got five. Go to, you go to check you out. five bags with five bags of chips and it was sixty two dollars. Get the hell out yeah, of here. Feel good Get out of here. Man, it don't matter about when you pay. That's the most important part, man. People go to Wegmans because it's like a yeah, it's like a social yeah. thing. Yeah. They go in there sipping lattes, <laughs> talking to their neighbors. You know, what but, but you know what kill me about Wegmans? <laughs> they give you that damn uh, discount card. They don't give you no damn discount. There is no discount. Like, nothing come off my toe. There is no discount. I said, what is it? Huh? There ain't no discount there. They ask you to put. That's what I said. They give you the they give you the Wegman card. I'd be like, do I, every time I go there, that's the only place I go to. I'm like, do I really need to swipe this? Because I never <laughs> get anything off real. anything yeah, ever. I'm but a, I do. Feel, but you know what? They do have some good meats. I feel out of place in Wegmans. They got some good meat, though. You ever get they, they, they um they, they steak they steak burgers? They got the soy loin. Oh, I like the the meats are always fresh, and they got you know the hot bar. People love that hot bar. Um, yeah, and they got they got. I mean, I like Frank, that, that, Frank, that one listen, area Frank, store, and they got teams. Like, they got I loose like teams. I don't like the fact that when I pull up at Wegmans, I feel convicted. Like, like I need to take my yeah. shoe off. Like, I, I, I'm telling you, like I do. I just don't feel comfortable in Wegmans, bro. Like it's just one of those situations where you I still wear no do rag on Wegmans. That's frowned upon. I'm front front with them. I got my pitchfork against you too. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to pay all that no. money to see somebody with a do rag nah, in there. Nah, nah, exactly yeah, yeah. I don't want somebody with no do rag. Yo, listen, listen. Yeah. Giant is coming as you are. Giant is coming as you well, are. Well, it's funny that y'all even say you go to Wegmans because when I go to Wegmans, I'm the closest thing to a black person in there. Okay, so when I walk in there, I immediately feel out of place. I got my Wu Tang. Oh no, I see a lot. I see a lot, man. I see a lot. I see a lot of people. POCs Listen, in there, man. I think you see a lot of you, but you see a lot of you see a lot of fake, lot of fake Yo, people like you in it's there. Like, it's like yes. get out. It's like they get ain't out. they ain't like you. Like, Trust me. <laughs> hey man, we say that kind of podcast, man. We not gonna turn this into this bad. Yeah. Man, but, no, this man. is this. Hey, no, hey, 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 hey. Wegmans might be a sponsor here, man. So, guys, watch your mouth. Hey, watch your mouth. Go to Wegmans Wegmans with a camera. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna wake up. He's gonna wake up. I'm gonna look at him. You all right? (laughs) 
Hey, how we even get on away? Hey, man, Wegmans, man, we was talking yeah. about shop, right, man? We, Just, we was making up listen, shop man, right Listen, man, we there. ain't getting no sponsorship from Wegmans. If we get lucky, <laughs> <laughs> if we lucky, we get an Aldi's coupon. All right, so. <laughs> hey, when y'all see me, hey, when y'all see me with uh, organic uh, mangoes and and sushi, <laughs> don't say nothing, man. I'm waiting for. My, I'm gonna get my Wegmans endorsement. Gosh, man. Whatever, man. Hey, so since this is 9-11, like this whole situation has been is unprecedented, right? We've never seen anything like, you know. Yo, who got the goddamn TV on in the background? That's me, man. I'm cleaning. You turn that shit off, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want me to freestyle it? I'm freestyling. Yeah, nah, turn that shit off. Come on, man. All right, man. You first one talking about. Shit, man. Yeah, good. I'm with you. All right. All right. That's what I was saying, man. When when did this shit get real? When do we really restart respecting like this was really an epidemic, like a pandemic? Like Brian, what was for you? For me, um, yeah, like what day? I'm saying reality set in. Reality set in the day, the day me and you were at lacrosse practice teaching. I was thinking the same thing. Te- I was I was thinking the same teaching thing. the high school team, and another coach who was a, a teacher at the school come over and said. Guys, look, I got some bad news. And then right then and there, you know, is when it's, I looked at you, you looked at me, and I'm like, how do we, like, this, we've never had anything like this ever before. So now we're about to turn to 20, 22 kids and tell them, hey, uh, hey, guys, listen, um, it's probably your last practice. So for me, that's when it got real, like something's wrong. You know, for school, then we also got word that day that schools were going to be closed for two weeks. So, you know, that's the place where I was at really when it got real. Yeah, we heard heard whispers of it days before that and things like that. But for it to get real at that point in time, you know, things that we have 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 invested time in, you know, from months up to that to, to, to help teach the young people and, you know, be around a sport that we genuinely enjoy for that to stop like cold turkey, you know, and then schools and then what was going to come next on TV and what was going to come next in the professional world. I mean, it definitely spiraled out of control really quickly. I mean, I'm not a real big political person, but we all know, you know, that the media and the government and everybody likes to put fear in you. And they, and they did a tremendous job of making sure that they scared us all. I mean, some of us are still scared. Me, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where anything can happen at any time, but you still got to focus. So, but yeah, I mean, I think things got out of control at that time, man. And for schools to be closed permanently, for seniors not to be able to graduate. um, Well, I'm sorry, they're graduating, but not be able to walk across the stage, you know, for, you know, kids, kids that have played sports all their lives in school not be able to finish that out and be able to walk across the field with their parents, you know, just you start to think about those com- those moments that last for, for people, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, you know, those, those things ain't going to happen for a lot of those people. Um, well, with that being said too, also when you start realizing which stuff is really real out here, you know what I mean? What, you know, what, what's really, really important out here. I, that's a great, that's a great. That, I guess it's kind of funny you said that because when they canceled, you know, we were, you know, we were coaching, you know, we were helping young men out, you know, to fulfill their dream. It's like, yo, 
the first thing they shut down is sports. So usually, with some, you know, usually when an emergency happens or something of grave importance, you kind of cut out the bullshit first, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, it's, it's, it kind of made me think, like, yo, what, is, what, is, what does that mean? What, the first thing they, you, you hear about what? First one you hear about, NBA being shut down, then NHL. And it's like, so what have you been prioritizing? You know what I mean? Kind of, it kind of messed my head up a little bit, like, you know, especially like youth sports, like my kids' sports, like my kids play, you know, uh, lacrosse and everything. And it's like, you know, that was the, you know, that, that's done, you know? So you bring up sports, man. That's when, uh, so, so I know that for me, you know, my, my son, he's not school age. He doesn't play recreational sports. So when all this, you know, when everything started really happening, it didn't, and this one sound crazy, right? But it didn't really hit me, right? Until you know, I heard about COVID and it was all. But you know, my you know my wife and I we essential personnel, so it didn't really affect us from a from a professional at you know aspect. And we don't have kids in school, but I was watching basketball, and I think I'm gonna be real with you. I I, I would bet well, we did a, a poll that seventy percent of Black people did this right. Because at first I was like, man, this is an old white people disease. I'm good. You know how we are, man. It don't hit us until oh, when it first came out. It said, bro, said you know, people of color couldn't get it or something it like that. It don't hit us until it hit our doorstep, right? So, like, I'm literally sitting there on my phone, and they and the game got canceled, and they said, "Oh, Rudy Gobert." So I Google Rudy Gobert. Let me look at this motherfucker, right? Oh, his parents is Italian. He ain't black, right? Then it said Donovan Mitchell. I said, "Oh, he's black." This shit got real. Like, it affects us. So I'm gonna be real with you. I bet you, if people were honest, most black people would be like, "Man, when Donovan Mitchell caught the COVID." And the NBA shut down. That's when we was like, okay. Who was the dude who licked the that microphone? Co- and everything? That Colbert dude, the dude, the dude from the Jazz. Yeah, Colbert. That, that was yeah, great. He, he caught it. He caught it. That's why I'm like, damn. When I thought it was a joke at first. They had to actually man, do some, you know, research on I that. Was, it didn't hit me until I started watching. You know, I was watching basketball. I was sitting there in my living room. I was like, man, it's when I mean, you got to because I'm a, I'm a pessimist, right, by by nature. So anytime you see the NBA shut down, like a billion dollar entity like that, they like, nah, everybody go home. That's when I'm like, okay, you know, you got you digging into people's pockets that have great amounts of influence out here in this world and you affecting them too. So, you know, I always think like you affecting poor poor people, nobody really cares, right? When you're when you affecting, you know, the small the small man, nobody cares. But when you affecting big people, okay, now you got my attention. You know what I'm saying? So that's when it really, really uh like sunk in you know what i mean you start talking about like sports man but the the, the effects like you said man it, this is nothing you know we we what 90s babies i guess you would call us man we have never seen nothing like this in our lifetime hmm, I, you know? I wish i was a 90s baby but um i mean we, i was born in the 80s <laughs> but we grew up in the 90s you, you a 60s you know baby <laughs> hey, so, so my thing, you know, you know what it really hit me though. You kind of you funny, you you said that, man. I remember, um, I was at a hospital, right, and all this stuff came out. You know, you you hear both sides of the of the narrative, you know, or you watch your CNN, your Fox News, and talking about is it a is it a, you know, propaganda, is it a hoax? And I remember, like, we were just talking about it, and a guy got rushed in, and he said I couldn't breathe, uh, and I, had, I was witnessing all this from my my, my, my viewpoint in life, my, my professional viewpoint, and you know, kind of kind of half-heartedly see this kind of stuff happen because you know, when real life unfolds, it don't unfold like a movie. Like motherfuckers ain't foaming at the mouth, you know, they're not falling out. You know, it's you know, my chest kind of hurts. You know, uh, I can't breathe. 
then, you know, this situation evolved to where, you know, you know, they're caught, they're pushing, you know, nurses are running around pushing buttons and they're saying, hey, we got to put a tube in this dude's throat because he just stopped breathing suddenly. And then nobody knows what's going on. When this first start happening, you know, kind of like, you know, hospitals maybe, you know, they, they, you know, they they knew what was going on because they got briefed on it. But when you actually get these things in your face, like this dude came in, he was a, you know, muscular guy, you know, young, you know, he was just, you know, you might think that it was some seasonal stuff. But when, you know, you got to put a throat, you know, put a, a tube in somebody's throat and then, you know, whisk them away to another location because you don't have the, the means to take care of them. That's when stuff started getting real for me. And I started, you know, I started, you know, me, 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 me. Let me get a, uh, let me go on Amazon and get a a thermometer and start checking myself Mm -hmm. because, you know, you just don't know. Like I was waking in the middle of the night, you know, taking my, taking my, Mm -hmm. um, taking my temperature, you know, and it's not just me. It's like, I didn't want to give it to my family. You know, that's the, I think a lot of, of, of the situation is that even though, you know, especially people and people in certain, Situations. I'm not a position where I can work from home. That ain't, I'm not built like that. And like somebody put in perspective, we, we, they call us essential, but we're actually um, what's the, what they say that we um, uh, sacrificial. Yeah, sacrificial. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, they just don't want to put it out there like that. I was like, damn, that's how I feel like right now. Yeah. And, and in this season of my life, I feel sacrificial. You like, I, you know, and I feel like you know what. You know, it's, it's caveat. Somebody says that, but I also know that I'm helping. You know, I'm actually helping people in a certain in a certain mm-hmm. manner. So that makes that helps me get out of bed. That helps me go out there. But and sometimes, you know, it does make me think like, damn, I'm putting my life on the line. Do they really care? You know, this, do, do the people who I'm really helping do they really care? Know what I'm doing? And I could, you know, and I'm taking away from my the people that's in my house, the people that I created. One, my kids, and you know, my wife, and my parents, and stuff like that. And like. I had to cut off, you know, all kinds of ties with people. That's why I'll be doing this podcast because, you know, I, I can't be with you guys because I'm on the front lines of this stuff every day. And I don't know, you know, you know, if I'm asymptomatic, if I got it or not. So I'm like, I'm not putting any of my loved ones in, in this position. But it's, yeah. been, it's been really yeah, hard. Yeah, I mean, let me – I'm saying I'll touch on something really quickly too. So, I mean, I'm a central employee as well. And, you know, a majority of the people from my company are there you know, because of the business that we do. Some people do work from home. Um, I'm, I'm not one of those people, you know, like I, I've, I've got to be there. I've got to be hands on. But what I'll say is, is that I, I was ignorant to the fact of when all this stuff went down. You know, I started I started to kind of fade off and be a little bit selfish, you know, because like I said, us, you know, being involved in sports, you know, something that we're really passionate about, something that's always there. You turn your TV on, you can find some kind of sport somewhere in the world. That's gone. Things that you're teaching, that's gone. Um, you know, just conversation about that stuff pretty much started to drift away as well. So I started to think about those kind of things, right? And then you, that saying that it's, you know, you never really kind of dig deep into something because you never think it's going to happen to you or happen to anybody in your family. Well, just recently for me, you know, my grandmother was diagnosed with the virus, you know, because she's in a nursing home and we all know what's going on with the nursing homes these days. It's almost like a morgue you know, where they're confined and it, and it, some of the, the outcomes don't turn out to be too well. But long story short, it did not, like, I was, I was more pissed off about all this stuff happening, you know, because I feel like there is a lot of false news. I do feel like there's a lot of certain things that are fabricated. But then when I talk to Derek, you know, Derek's in a field where you see 
where you're seeing things and hearing things on a, on a, on a minute to minute basis that a lot of people don't see. So I was really ignorant to the fact of it and what it really could do to somebody or is it really real? You know what I mean? Cause I, I mean, I, you know, that's where I still. And, and, and that's a, and that's a good point you touched on because I was like, if I didn't see the stuff firsthand, if I wasn't out in the field, I would, when I'm at home, yeah. I don't see it. I mean, for example, in Easter, man, they had a parade. The Easter Bunny rolled down the street because he got exempt from the governor. And, you know, the kids is chasing after him. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, you know, these people not seeing it firsthand and, you know, understand the gravity of it. I mean, my, my whole thing is, too, like, it's it's a real thing, but it's not from what I, my perspective, I mean, it's my perspective when I see, I mean, people not falling out. Like I said, it's not like the movie Pandemic where, you know, you foaming at the mouth and falling out. It's more subtle. It's you sick, you uncomfortable, and it's for a long period of time that's really uneasy on a long time. What I've seen, I mean, you have cases where people have, you know, lost their life, unfortunately, but you just don't want to put your loved ones in that position anyway. Man, that, you know what the, I mean? The so that's the, how I not being aware, right, and not educating yourself, I would say I'm, I'm a, I would use myself as an example of the victim of this. The media would have you thinking that COVID was a damn person. Like you walk out your door, you look up, you looking for that motherfucker, yeah. like, where you at, right? Like, it's <laughs> in the trees. Like, you know, we've seen so many movies and all this other stuff, right, where you just kind of, you so petrified because you've seen uh, viruses spread so much, and whether it be in a cartoon or whether it be on some kind of sci-fi movie you've seen. So, and not to mention, you're sitting in your house, and the only thing you're watching is CNN, right? So I will say this. They did kind of control, I think that the media was very irresponsible about how they went about it, right? If you don't got licensed med- you know, physicians and medical people, you know, really speaking to it, like, I don't want to hear about what they got to say about it, you know? I think, like, I, like and what kind of, you know, what Brian was saying, like, talking to you, and I talked to you one time, you was telling me what you were seeing out there, like in the streets, like in the field. I was like, okay, all right, this is. This, I rather listen to what somebody who's out there in the streets is saying than what I'm hearing on MSNBC or some people that's comfortable sitting up on they they anchor desk. You know what I mean? But the fear will really have you thinking, man. Like, man, COVID is, uh, is COVID in the air. Like, it's some airborne. Like, if I walk out my door and and the wind, you know, blows too hard, I'm, I got it. You know, if I wake up and I, I got a little cough, my throat a little scratchy. But but what I gathered from all the information I got, and this is my personal opinion, is that nobody has, first of all, nobody has all the information about this stuff. It's, it's, it's called a pandemic because nobody was ready for it. Nobody truly understands its nature and how it's transmitted. They only make an inferences off of the information they gather. And, you know, and with that, when we say it, like the first three weeks it was like the first day was different information like it (coughs) (coughs) sorry like the first day it was um you know you know people weren't even wearing masks they were you know you know then they were wearing the surgical mask and then they started wearing the n95 mask and then now we're into a situation where people you know medical professionals are wearing full pappers you know they're wearing you know you know situations where they're you know, their whole oxygen is completely different from the person in front of them. So that's a completely stark contrast from what we started at. So if you started off like that and it was already here, it was it was here before we even talked about it because that's why it's COVID-19. It started in 2019. So it's already been here. We just didn't we know about it. It's a real foolish thing. So, like I mean, amongst the, you know, amongst the, the seriousness of, of it, man, I know personally I'm seeing some foolish things like people are just doing some stuff and you'd be like what man my neighbor i want to like i think last week two weeks ago i walk out and my neighbor 
you know, him and his whole family, they get in a car, they about to leave and go somewhere, and they all got their mask on. And in my mind, I'm thinking, bro, didn't y'all just leave the house together? Like, was y'all sitting in the house with y'all mask on? Was y'all sitting in the car together with y'all mask on? So it just goes to show, like, are you thinking? Like, <laughs> I don't understand why you think it's any different y'all sitting in the car with y'all mask on than leaving being in the same house together. Just little stuff like that. Like, people just doing some... some so, so I'm going to say something about that, too, too. I, I had somebody on Instagram, and I wanted to talk to him about that because he was like, why are people wearing they, they mask in the car? So I'm like, I get it. It look crazy. But you think about how humans are, especially us Americans, especially during this time. We not used to putting masks on and off. So my whole thing is more so if you by yourself, if you with your family, but if if you got to keep touching mm. that mask and putting it, taking it on and taking it off, that's where it really becomes a situation where you touch and turn stuff like that. So if you're going to go out, leave it on the whole entire time. Don't touch it until you get to your that final destination. Even you so I that, that, about that. You know, I, that's a real conversation. I thought about it too because I thought about it. I thought of myself because, you know, I was in and out of situations where I was taking mask off, taking on, and I was like, "Yo, I'm fucking touching the mask all the time." So I'm putting myself in, them, and then I was forgetting to put it on because I was—it was so unnatural. It's a natural thing yeah, for us, yeah. you know. We're not used to putting masks on to go to the, you know, the, the grocery store, or talk to people. Like even today, I've been doing this stuff for like what eight weeks now. I want to say I went to a buddy's house and I didn't have a mask on, and you know I delivering. I'm delivering food, you know, to you know somebody. And I was like, oh my god! At the, when I thought about it, I felt like I shot somebody <laughs> because it's just so unnatural. How do you recover us, from that though? But, like so, six months from now, like how do you how the person just make themselves stop feeling and feel comfortable enough to go inside a store with a mask off? Okay, so we uh, we left off um, talking about some of the. The, the things we've seen and when we first, you know, heard about the, the COVID pandemic, but you know, now we want to discuss our expectations for the future and plans and, and how we plan to, uh, you know, m- move forward um, from this. So, uh, go ahead, Brian. I mean, as far as like the future goes, yeah. Well, I'll say this much. I, you know, I said it a couple times. You know, I mean, we're going to be controlled by the media. We're going to be controlled by the government. They're going to they're going to dictate on on how all this is going to go, how long it's going to go. I think some of this. Listen, I, I again don't want to get it twisted. There, a lot of this is real. There's a lot of people that have lost their lives over this, no doubt about it. But there's also a lot of people who have recovered from it. So I look at it both ways, right? Even though I have a family member that's going through something, I have faith. I have faith in recovery on that. So what I'll say is, is that I think some of this stuff right this minute is unnecessary, you know, because there's a lot of small businesses out there that are going to have to, not only did they shut their doors, but they're probably going to keep the doors shut forever because they can't afford to reopen. You know, as somebody right now who's looking to get into a business and, and done my research on what it takes to open up the doors, I couldn't imagine having to shut the doors. You know what I mean? When you're trying to make it month to month. So who who knows really on on how long all this is going to be dragged out you know i mean our governor can go on tv this tuesday or this thursday and say okay guys um you know this is what's happening behind the scenes you don't know about but this will help me in the long run so i'm going to open up small businesses starting friday you know i know that sounds crazy but you know something <laughs> everything's crazy so i personally don't know how long it's going to go I, do i think what as far as it the effect of it all 
I mean, listen, man, you know, even even if we are able to go out and go to stores and those kind of things, I definitely think a mask is still going to have to be worn. Distance is still going to have to be. And I'm kind of I respect that. Like, I'm good with that. OK, but to go out to a park or to be in an environment where people are trying to be civil and those kind of things, you're not always going to be able to stop it all. I think some some there comes a point where common sense has to come into play. Hey, with a lot of us. You bring that up. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like that, but I feel as though you're the most qualified to ask this question. As a person who organizes youth sports in America right now, one of the leading programs in the area, me as a parent, I got concerns about, you know, this pandemic, you know, is a situation that doesn't have a vaccine and things are being opened up. And if sports are opened up, say, for example, my son, Lil Timmy, want to play a sport in the in the summer, fall. And you, as somebody who organized youth sports, because you love kids, one, two, you have skin in the game. How do you feel about that? I mean, do I think that, do I think that sports should be happening right now? No. As bad as it kills me to say that. No, sports should not be happening right now. Do I think that we still need some more time to get where things need to be for people to have a not a clear conscience, but more of a, a better feel for letting little Johnny hang out with little Timmy? Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, you know, I, I do so I, I do sports because I love kids and I love young people and I want to help young people get to college. It's the only reason why I do it. It's not for clout, not for a pat on the back, those kind of things. So, no, I don't think we're. To, I don't think that we should be lacing up and playing any sports right now. It doesn't matter if you're seven or if you're 21 in college. I don't think that you should, um, because the equipment and everything that your kids are wearing to play certain sports, everything carries germs. Um, you know, no. So the answer answer is no, man. I don't think we're at a point right now where we should. But what I say is, is that. Within time, which I'm saying, I'm saying, if we don't, I'm just asking, I'm just, I'm just having a conversation that's going to be had and it's going to be questioning somebody at some point in time. And well, I want you to be the first in the Twitter because it's not sure. right now. I know right now everybody's like, no, but okay, okay, it's okay. Up. Here, I'll, fine, I'll put a let better me finish, spin let on me finish, it for you. Let me finish first. Everything's opened up, but there's no vaccine. Fall comes. People want little, you know, little Timmy, little Jimmy want to play football. You know, it's no vaccine. And Mm-mm. things have quelled down a little bit to whereas, you know, you're not really hearing about it on the news anymore because so much other stuff going on. Where, where do you put your kids at in this in this situation where there's no vaccine, but there's still the possibility that it may, and, you know, and, and people are saying that it may have a, a rears hair again, you know, rears head again in the fall, even if, you know, the you know, summertime kills it. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. To, I think that's. I, I don't want to. I want to pick your brain right now. And I think it's an easy answer. First of all, no sports are going to. No sport. I mean, yeah, you got people golfing and, and doing those kind of things right now, but that's that's a whole. Don't get me started on that crap. But when it comes to like general sports, there ain't no sports going to happen unless there is a vaccine somewhere. And I mean, for if you if, you know by paying and like I said, I know you're out there on the front line, but from paying attention to the news and reading all this stuff. You know, there, there's going to be something eventually. And when, when there, I mean, yeah, we have testing and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. 
But when something comes through the pipeline is when, you know, I, I think I think they're still months away from having a vaccine personally. But but you and I both know how parents are, man. Parent parents are. I just think it's a difference because, because, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop it real quick. My 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 thing was this. I I thought about this, especially being a parent of young kids too. And you know, I know you thought about this too. My my whole thing was one. Okay, it's a strong possibility that the governor says, "Hey, no no fall sports, no 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 summer sports." I've heard colleges, you know, NCAA going that route too. But what if? You know, it doesn't go that way and big business wins or some other entity says, hey, we're going to open it up. Your kids can play sports, but they have to have certain criteria. And then you can have certain things. Where do you, but there's no vaccine. Where do you put, you know, your kids? Because, you know, I kind of got messed up in my head mm-hmm. about it too because, you know, like football season's in the, in the fall and they were asking for registrations like this month. I'm like, yo, I can't even think about that right now. But then it's like registration's filling up quickly. And I'm like, shit, am I missing something? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's that, what's that um, fear of missing out, the FOMO? You know, I was like, damn, I've never been a really, a, really a person that I thought about that kind of thing. But it was like, that, that's really big. Like when, like maybe, and even if there is a vaccine, you know what I mean? Like the flu has a vaccine, people still get it. I. So, so my in closing, I'll, I'll leave it at this, so that way we can move on. Do I think that sports are going to come around faster than maybe when a vaccine shows itself? That's a good point. You know what? Not, I, none of us really can answer that. But what I can tell you, though, I think it's going to come down to the government. The government's not going to allow certain things to happen. Okay, that's I keep going back to that. They're not going to allow certain things to happen if it's going to if it's going to rear its ugly head. And the fingers are being going to be pointed at them. So, but I also do think, like what you just said, there's going to be some things put on parents' plates to make a decision. So if some things are allowed to go live and there are certain things in place, like keeping distance here or doing this here, like in our case, not everybody's sitting under a tent between games. Everybody's got to disperse and go to their own way or whatever. Um, But that still doesn't stop from kids being physical with each other on the field. So I don't know. I don't know the answer other than I'm happy that we still have time for something to be brought to the limelight for everybody to help make a better decision. But for right now, I'm happy that we're not really forced with that right this minute. Because if we if we were if we, if we were if we were forced with it, there'd be no there'd be no sports, bro. There'd be nothing. That's the. That's but what, the I, what I want to say was I'm just saying for, being forward thinkers. We could be forward thinkers. Like you, we don't we don't know. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to give it a, a forward perspective on something that hasn't happened is something that has to have be a narrative sometimes, you know. I mean, listen, like, I, like, I, you know, like I, in the fall, like, you know, like in the fall when you have like, you know, you have your football and, you know, your soccer and all those kind of things. Again, none, none of that shit's going to happen. You know, like lacrosse ain't going to happen this summer unless something is brought to the limelight for people to, to feel a sense of hope or a sense of comfort. It's just not going to happen. Like we talk about it daily because we're hopeful, man. We're we're big sports people, but man, if there ain't if there ain't nothing that can heal somebody, they ain't going to let nothing go on. It's, I don't see it. Ha- I just don't see it happening. So 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 Wed, mm-hmm. fall time. It's time for your young son to go to school, and it's opened up. No vaccine, and you know how kids get done. What what, what are we what are we doing there? 
all time. Schools open up, no vaccine. Uh, so here, here, here's my, here's my. Uh, He's my school coworker. eligible. Uh, I know how you like to find ways out of things. Go I, ahead. I'm gonna say this, man. I'm, As a I'm young father, I mean, I be honest with you. I want to give. I'm mean, sorry. I, I want to give Brian, Brian yeah. perspective. Is coming from how old is your 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 son uh, Dylan? So my older son's 20. Who's a who's a sophomore in college, and then Dylan's a sophomore in high school. And I I, I personally yeah. I, I personally think that the way that our youth has been learning through the years, all this is about to take a 360 degree change. All, no, um, I'm just I'm just trying to give I'm trying to give I'm just trying to give the, the listeners a perspective of where we're coming okay. from. So you got tw- older 20, kids. My kids are nine and yep. four. Mm-hmm. 2016, my kids are nine and four, and you what? Uh, my son is to be three in September three. Yeah. Mm. So your young kid is eligible to go into school this coming fall. Oh, okay. So if you're asking me how I would approach the situation with, with my with my young son, um, I'm the type of person where you know I don't really operate in fear at all, and I don't know if that's a and I you know I could be maybe a little naive and maybe I push the envelope, but my son still goes to daycare right now. So, you know, he goes to in-house daycare, you know, and as long as we try to, as much as we possibly can, to control the environment, you know, because we can't control everything. You know what I mean? I know as fathers and, you know, as husbands, we try to, you know, uh, protect our family as much as we possibly can. But, man, that, that's that's very unrealistic. So, if it was me. Oh, who the hell is washing their damn hands during the podcast? <laughs> It better not be Brian, yo. This is the third time we got to stop this podcast. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No. We, we, we see who the week. Go ahead. So, 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 I'm saying if it was me, you know, and he could go to school, I would do that. You know, like he doesn't have no understanding of COVID, but I, I would just try to control it as much as I possibly can and just use wisdom. And I think that I think that at the end of the day, right? You know, we, we people people are donning their mask and they you know they, they they shopping at three o'clock and you know everything. But at the end of the day, man, as men as fathers, you know, it comes down to using wisdom, right, and doing you know what you think is best. And we all got instincts. I think sometimes we let the media and let the government and let other people control um, our way of thinking, and we forego our natural instincts, right? We got to we got we're survivors, right? And that's what we do. We survive to the best of our ability. So my son will go to school. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't keep him from something that is a is an unforeseen could happen, could not happen. He's going to live out his childhood, and I'm going to have to use wisdom to make sure he's taking up the, the proactive measures to wash his hands. Yo, you still wash your damn hands? Yo, I'm sitting at my table, bro. I'm like, what's your <laughs> I mean, you. Like, I mean, what you want me to do? Yo? You want me to put my shit on mute? <laughs> Damn. I haven't even, I haven't moved. You listen to goddamn Hogan. I, I got, here. I mean, I, I can make you. I haven't even moved. You haven't still sitting here. Um, <laughs> that's 20 minutes. I'm going to hear you watch it. <laughs> Go ahead, so, so, No, that's just me. That's just me. You know, you know, what's funny is that um something on uh something, it's kind of off topic, but it's kind of how I, how I address things, and I think it's and it's kind of like how I go about my life, but it's off base. But I don't know if you guys remember the movie um, Scarface, right? Where they put the hit out for him, and he's in the club, and he kind of he kind of you know drunk a little lethargic, and they put the hit out on him, and then the brothers were sitting at the table and they start shooting. So when the shots went off, everybody started running, right? What did he do? He got low, got into the table, and this was aware if everybody if shots are ringing and everybody's running that way. Who are these two people down here that's sitting still? I'm gonna pick them off because they gotta be the ones that's shooting at shooting at me. 
And I know that's a crazy uh, analogy to really use, but that's kind of how I go about it. I just pay attention, right? And I just look around me and see who's moving and how and who's doing what. And then it kind of gives, gives me the insight I need to kind of, uh, uh, you know, react or adapt or maneuver. You know what I mean? So I don't really let other people, you know, if, I'm not going to break no laws. If the governor say, hey, you know, in place, don't do X, Y, Z, I'm going to do that. I'm going I'm to adhere to the law. But when comes down to how I maneuver my family, man, like I just use instinct. And it's apply wisdom to it to the best of my ability because we don't know what we don't know. We can't control every single thing, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like hey, I'm gonna say you I'm gonna okay. tell you I'm gonna say what they kind of you you said your point that really made me think. Yo, you know who's from gangsters, yo? Who's that? Kumo and Hogan, yo. Kumo an original gangster. He's scarface. <laughs> he was shooting yeah, yeah, you find you bring that analogy up, yo. When I think about that, yo, in reference to all the situation, he the first one to come get guns ablaze. Hogan was trying to trying to be do the right thing. He reminded me myself. You know, you try to do the right thing for so long. The motherfuckers fuck with your people. You know, that's when you uh uh-uh. uh I got I gotta we, we gotta go to North Korea now. We gotta we gotta do things on our own now. We gotta go step out. I try to give I try to let you do the right thing for so long and you ain't want to. And I respect that. Hogan, I ultimate respect. If he ever I mean he he gonna be my um my governor for life on that. But Como, he can run for president. I I I go out there and do his um I hand out flies, man. <laughs> Barefoot. <laughs> I just like the way he handled it the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, use wisdom, man. Use do what makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yo, people we should have been washing our hands who walked in the house. Exactly. Brian, you still washing your hands, man? No, man, I ain't washing my goddamn hands, man. I'm sitting here looking at <laughs> it. But you get what, you get, you watch your whole you get what I'm saying? Like, this is stuff that we, we, call, we could have hey, been doing. We call sons of, the, sons of the quarantine, but damn, bro, you're taking a little too extreme. Oh, good Lord, but no. I, sanitizer. But I hear, I, yeah, I'm trying to stay clean, man. Good Lord. But anyway. <laughs> I know, man. You're in there washing the whole time we talking, yeah, man. Hey, uh, you actually, uh, you, you living the dream, though. Definitely. Yeah. Poster boy. I'm a, hey, we're gonna get a um Puro contract off you. <laughs> what you what you got? Soft soap? You look like a soft soap dude. What you got in there? <laughs> said you look like a soft soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What you got in there, man? What you want your hand, man? Let's let's next topics for next week, man. Let, let's let's do Yeah, man. But hey man, we want hey, but we good though, man. We just wanna let everybody know. I think everything we've talked about is everybody's Perception, fear, observation over this last, what, eight weeks? Like, you know, and it's just like, you know, we had this, we started this stuff, man. It was like, yo, you know, we've been talking and we've been communicating these ideas and, and just, you know, venting, like, you know, and all we want to do too is say, hey, we, we, we started a podcast, you know, to circumvent our ideas. If you're listening to this too, start your own podcast, voice your own ideas and leave us. Um, so the, the, the anchor app allows you to leave messages on here and what you what you want to hear be talked about. So if you guys want to hear us talk about something, we're going to do this weekly, once a week, we're going to get together. It's a good app. You know, we're all quarantined in our own homes um, and we're communicating and creating something right now. And at the end of the day, I want I know all three of us want the best for the youth, for our families, for everything, you know. So at the end of the day, we can say, you know, we created something and we put it out into the world and we believed in ourselves. And I think that's why we all came together today and we all, you know, have fun. And it's all about, you know, having fun and, and creating something that we never did before. 
Like, I never created a podcast. Brian never did. Webb never did. So we just out here, you know, it's our first one. Give us your feedback. Let us know because I'm always, I'm always about feedback because I give out so much. So um, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for uh, for tuning in and tune in next week. We have another See you topic next week, for you. fellas. All right. Bye, All right, bye, guys.